Hello and welcome back to the adventures of Lola Badiola. In the last chapter, Park J. Bong was about to meet the girl with the almond eyes. We are going to have to wait a few episodes to find out what happened next in Chonghua Park. Because right now, we are going to return to the world of Lola Badiola to find out how she reacts after her interview with Interpol. The Adventures of Lola Badiola Chapter 19 The Break Lola sat at her desk, wondering how she had ended up in this situation. The simple act of leaving one company and joining another had turned her life upside down. She considered all the elements that were currently conspiring against her. Mario Ruiz de Velasco, the powerful CEO of Texpania, wanted to ruin her. Luis Bruña, the man she had trusted all her working life, had betrayed her. And Interpol suspected her of involvement in a series of cyber attacks. It was overwhelming. Lola made herself comfortable in the chair and started to meditate. She breathed in deeply through her nose and then out through her mouth. She closed her eyes and pictured a door opening into her grandmother's garden, the calmest, quietest and most relaxing place she could imagine. The fear she was feeling was purely subjective and therefore could be eliminated. She was in control of her own reality. Her phone started to vibrate in her pocket. She opened her eyes and looked at the caller ID. It was Concha. Hey! Hi, I'm just in the middle of something. Can I buzz you back? This Sunday, paella. Our place? Eugenio's cooking? Okay, count me in. Great, chat later. Yeah, sure. Lola put down her phone and drummed her fingers on the surface of her desk. There was only one way to deal with all the problems in her professional life, and that was to move forwards, make things happen, prove everyone wrong. She opened her email account and started working. She had about 20 unread messages. Most of them were from suppliers marketing their products. She transferred these irrelevant items into the trash folder. There was an internal message from Diego reminding everyone to remain compliant with the rollout of the new GDPR regulations. And there was a link to an article from CyberStory magazine about North Korean hackers ramping up attacks on European targets. Amongst all the emails, there was one message that caught her eye. It was from one of her ex-clients, with whom she had a great working relationship in the past. He had just been hired as IT procurement manager at Banco Cantabrico, Europe's largest commercial bank. He was inviting her to his office for a general catch-up. This was the break Lola needed. She didn't waste any time responding to his email. She knew his personal number and without a second's hesitation called it. She placed the Bluetooth headphones in her ear and stood up. She always communicated better when she was walking around the office. This was an important pitch and she needed to nail it. Lola! Fernando, it's been too long! 
Yeah, a lot of water under the bridge. How are you doing? Good. Congrats for the new role. Yeah, well, it's been a baptism of fire. So much activity through the wires. Tell me about it. So, what's up with you, Lola? I'm hearing rumours. Got a target on my back since I quit Texpania. So you didn't get fired? Lola paused for a moment. It was clear that her ex-colleagues were trying to discredit her in the market. She needed to quash the rumours. Fernando, you and I go way back. We've suffered together. We've celebrated together. Yeah? You know me. What you see is what you get. Right. So, here's the thing. I quit Texpania to join J-Block, and they didn't like it. It's as simple as that. There was a pause, and then Fernando responded quietly. I knew it. Those bastards at Texpania, they just want to crush any kind of competition. Listen, Lola, I'd love you to come and present your new services. How's your diary looking? Well, to be honest, Fernando, pretty empty at the moment. Okay, I'll see you at 10am on Tuesday. Done. Done. And with that, they both hung up. Lola had booked a meeting with the biggest fish in the IT procurement pond. She took off her earpiece and threw it onto the desk. It was moments like these that reminded her why she loved sales. Even though she was still behind in the game, she took a moment to celebrate scoring a goal. So Lola is back. This is the break that she needed. Let's hope that she can deliver the results. Okay, we have a lot of business English to review in this particular chapter. We have seven phrasal verbs for you, three items of advanced vocabulary, and four really useful common expressions. So let's start with the phrasal verbs. Listen to this again. Lola sat at her desk, wondering how she had ended up in this situation. To end up means that you reach a final destination or a final position that you didn't necessarily expect or anticipate. For example, when my boss criticized me in front of the team, I ended up in tears. Or, we were driving to Manchester but we ended up in Liverpool. Okay, let's look at the next two phrasal verbs. Here they are. There was only one way to deal with all the problems in her professional life, and that was to move forwards, make things happen, prove everyone wrong. To deal with, we've talked about this before, it is the single most important phrasal verb in business English, and it means to resolve an issue or a problem. That's what we do in our everyday business life. We are constantly dealing with issues and problems. There was a second phrasal verb in this paragraph, and it was to move forwards. And that simply means to advance or to progress. Okay, here's the next phrasal verb. There was an internal message from Diego reminding everyone to remain compliant with the rollout of the new GDPR regulations. To roll out. This is very popular. You'll find it in a lot of headlines in the Financial Times, and it's used in speeches by CEOs. 
It means to launch or introduce a new product in a series of stages. So you might roll out a software upgrade. You might roll out a new design. Or you might roll out a vaccine to counteract the virus. Here's the next one. And there was a link to an article from CyberStory magazine about North Korean hackers ramping up attacks on European targets. To ramp up. Another phrasal verb that is super popular with the Financial Times and CEOs. It means to increase the production or output of your goods or services. You might ramp up the extraction of oil in response to the economic recovery. Now, to ramp up and to roll out are really popular phrasal verbs because they imply movement and action and dynamism. So use them in your next speech to your international audience. Okay, our final two phrasal verbs are the following. He had just been hired as IT procurement manager at Banco Cantabrico, Europe's largest commercial bank. He was inviting her to his office for a general catch-up. To catch up with somebody simply means to talk to someone who you haven't seen for a long time in order to find out what they have been doing. For example, it was great to catch up with you at the school reunion last weekend. And our very final phrasal verb is to hang up. Okay, I'll see you at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Done. Done. And with that, they both hung up. A very specific verb that refers to the action of ending a telephone conversation. So there you go. Seven useful, powerful phrasal verbs that you can use in your everyday business interactions. Okay, now it's your turn. You cannot just sit there passively listening to this podcast and think that you are going to absorb all of these phrasal verbs. You have to do some work. Because no pain, no gain. So let's play a little game. I'm going to say some sentences with these seven phrasal verbs missing. And you have to decide which one is appropriate for the sentence. Okay, here we go. Here's the first one. I'm sorry I'm late. I was mm-mm a lot of human resources issues this morning. I was dealing with a lot of issues this morning. Okay, here's the next one. It is disappointing that we lost the contract, but we need to keep mm-mm. We need to keep moving forwards. Okay, here's the next one. I would love to see you. It's been too long and we need to... Mm-mm. It's been too long and we need to catch up. Okay, here's the next one. We have been mm-mm production of our electric cars in anticipation of future demand. We have been ramping up production. Okay, here's the next one. 
I wanted to work in marketing, but I mm-mm in logistics. I ended up in logistics. Here's the next one. We will be mm-mm the new computer software upgrade over the next six months. We will be rolling out the computer software upgrade. And finally, what is missing from this sentence? The meeting starts in two minutes. You need to mm-mm the phone and come with me right now. That, of course, is you need to hang up the phone. Okay, there you go. How did you do? If you didn't get them all right, why not rewind the podcast and do the exercise again? Remember, repetition, repetition, repetition. These are the things that help you remember, help you get this vocabulary into your long-term memory so that you are speaking fluently, instinctively, and automatically. Okay, let's move on to some interesting vocabulary. Listen to this paragraph again. Luis Brunia, the man she had trusted all her working life, had betrayed her, and Interpol suspected her of involvement in a series of cyber attacks. It was overwhelming. If something is overwhelming, it affects you very strongly. You don't know how to deal with it. It's an adjective that is used a lot in modern business life as we try to do more and more with fewer and fewer resources. We feel overwhelmed. The work is overwhelming. Okay, another useful and versatile word. He was inviting her to his office for a general catch-up. This was the break Lola needed. So the word break has many different meanings. Most commonly, as a synonym for damage or as a synonym for pause. But in this context, it means something different. A break in this sense is an opportunity for improving a situation, especially one that happens unexpectedly. This is Lola's big break. It's her opportunity to make a sale and prove herself to her new colleagues. Okay, the next important word. She always communicated better when she was walking around the office. This was an important pitch and she needed to nail it. What is the meaning of the word pitch? Well, in this context, it refers to a speech to persuade someone to buy your product, your service or your idea. You might have heard of an elevator pitch which is an attempt to persuade somebody to buy something in the time it takes for the elevator to rise from the ground floor to the top floor. Okay, three items of useful vocabulary. Now let's move on to the final section of today's class, where we have four very useful and common native English expressions to discuss. Here is the first one. Lola, Fernando, it's been too long. Yeah, a lot of water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. These are issues or problems, situations 
that someone has had in the past and they don't need to worry about them anymore because it happened a long time ago and it cannot now be changed. The phrase originated around the early 1900s and it refers to the fact that water in a river flows constantly towards the sea. It is not still and it will never return. It's a very popular line in pop songs. Adele has a song called Water Under the Bridge because it conveys this sense of movement and progress, never returning to your past. What's done is done. Let's just move on. Okay, here's the next expression. Yeah, well, it's been a baptism of fire. So much activity through the wires. A baptism of fire. So if your first experience of a new situation is a baptism of fire, then you are put in a very difficult or unpleasant situation. So if someone has just begun a new job and they have a baptism of fire, they immediately have to cope with many severe difficulties and obstacles, perhaps without the proper support or the proper training. Have you ever experienced a baptism of fire in your career? Okay, here's our next expression. Got a target on my back since I quit Texpania. A target is something at which someone is aiming. It could be either their weapon or some other object. So when you see in the Olympics, the shooting or the archery competitions, they are all aiming to hit their targets. So to have a target on one's back means that somebody is aiming their weapon at you. So you're probably the focus of someone's anger. Maybe you made a serious error at work and that put a target on your back. So this means that your boss is going to be watching you carefully to see if you make any other mistakes. Perhaps they've made up their mind to fire you already and simply need an excuse. Have you ever felt like you have a target on your back? It's a very unpleasant sensation. Okay, our final expression. Lola had booked a meeting with the biggest fish in the IT procurement pond. If you describe someone as a big fish, you believe that they are powerful or important in some specifically defined area, such as a company, an artistic genre, or a location. So who is the big fish in your industry? And on that question, we come to the end of today's session. If you'd like to improve your English in a more formal way, you can join me on our online business English platform. Just search Club Grattan in Google and you will find us. And we hope that you can join us for our next session. Until then, keep practicing the phrasal verbs, the advanced vocabulary, and the expressions that we have covered today in your everyday business life. Because if you don't use them, you're going to lose them. <laughs>